let's talk about sex. This past weekend, Gina, I had a bachelor weekend. Oh, you did? That's right. My wife took the kids up to Kansas to go see family and and get my kids, you know, our kids with my sister's kids, just the same age. And so it was, you know, a chance for them just to have a great time playing together. And I took the weekend to uh, purge a ton of my stuff. Because I've decided that for a year I'm going to do a 100 thing challenge where I'm going to live with 100 items, 100, 100 personal items or less. Okay. And so I spent the time uh, going through, and I have a lot of crap. I have wow. just, I discovered, man, it's, I have a ton of stuff. I'm, it was just amazing to me that I was sitting there thinking, okay, I'm going to box up my clothes. And at this point, I'm storing them. And after several months, if I never get to where, you know, I, I definitely need that, then I'm getting rid of it. So, but it's just one of those interesting things that I thought, oh, I could fit everything in a box. And it ended up being two, two completely <laughs> full boxes. Of, that's all your worldly possession of excess clothes well no oh, I, I still hope no i still have the idea is I, i'm just going to do 100 things or less that i own that are personal I and mean, that doesn't count household you know shared items but it's just interesting because you think oh i don't have that much stuff but then you start looking at it and you realize man i have a lot of stuff and i have most of the stuff i don't even need does that count all your books no i'm taking some liberties that that's okay. one item books are one <laughs> okay, item books. Oh, because right, I have then. I have gotten rid of a bunch of books, but it, I'm, the ones I keep, you know, they're, they're valuable for what I do. So, exactly. so I took a couple of liberties. But what I've what I've discovered is, if you can clear away a bunch of the clutter, you can yes. focus on what you really want to focus on and what you really enjoy. Which leads us to Sexy Marriage Radio. Welcome to Sexy Marriage because Radio. Because that's the whole idea of what what we do is to try to focus on. Sex and married sex and all the all that it can be. Yeah. And so sometimes we just need to get rid of the clutter and focus on that aspect of our marriage. Because I don't know, I was naive at times in my marriage thinking that that would just naturally take care of itself. That that's just, sex was just going to come easy once I got married. And come to find out, no, it doesn't come easy sometimes. Sometimes it gets more complicated. It sure does. And so... <laughs> You can find us at sexymarriageradio.com. I'm Dr. Corey Allen, and Gina Paris is here. And we would love to hear from you. So send us feedback at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com or call our feedback line, and that's open 24-7, and that is 615-567-3996. So in light of clearing away the, cl- the clutter, let's just do a show today on Sexy Marriage Moves. Well, I can't believe you opened with clearing the clutter because I did that this weekend also, and that was going to be one of mine. So I, now I'm... I, <laughs> well, then I'm you, real, t- you, you take I, the lead. There you go. I know. I'm so surprised. So, um, yeah, when we're talking about sexy moves to sex up your marriage, um, we're going to be clear. We want you guys to have more sex in your marriage. <laughs> so And better sex in your better marriage. Better sex. Because, you know, we've talked about before that... You know, not every encounter is, you know, mountains are moving and, you know, the walls are shaking and it's just total through the roof sex. But you can still have mediocre sex that we could get, make it a little bit above mediocre sex by doing some of these things we're going to talk about. Yeah, and, and mediocre sex still does 
bond two hearts together pretty well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, start somewhere. So I'm, I'm digging this clear the clutter thing. That is so funny. Cause I, I actually told Paul, um, that, cause he's good at that. Like it comes really natural to him. So I told him one of my goals for the weekend was to clear all the clutter from the kitchen and the office, which wasn't bad anyway, but we took everything out of the kitchen and we made it beautiful. And then last night, I, I did the office by myself since I'm the one who's always back here. But <laughs> it is amazing how beautiful my home is when I can see it. So we do try to keep the bedroom beautiful. So sexy yeah. tip number one, when we talk about optimizing your environment, is, is have things look beautiful so that you're, you can, when you're in touch with your senses, it looks beautiful and it's, it's freeing and it frees up all your energy, including your sexual energy. And beautiful is going to be determined by the each individual person and each individual couple. Because, yeah, absolutely. Because for me, there's nothing more appealing when I walk into a house than very little things. I mean, I, I'm just a kind of a, I don't have the full-blown minimalist trait, right. but I think I'm close. That I, I love, you know, there's a few pictures on the wall, but it's not cl- it's not covered with walls. Mm-hmm. But then some people they want their house covered with their follow fo- their photos, and that's that's beautiful to them. And so it's make it what it is that works for you, not necessarily what works for me, because I'm not I'm not planning to come and have sex with my wife at your house, so I don't need the mood set where you are. <laughs> But that's also true about great sex. It's like art. What's what's great sex to one couple is not necessarily to someone else. Yep. So so you and your mate. My sexy tip number two is share your fantasies with your mate. It makes you be vulnerable. Um, you can practice um, sharing what turns you on or what you want to try that hasn't been done or or um, just sharing some something sizzling. Got any ideas on that, so, Corey? Well, what, my, what comes to my mind is a question, though. What would you say to the couple or the person that's a listener of Sexy Marriage mm-hmm. Radio? And they say, oh, I, I'm too nervous to share something like that. I, I'm scared to, to say something like that. That makes me anxious to think about that. Well, some couples have benefited from having a really beautiful book. I think I showed you this art book I Paul one time found on the discount table or something at Hastings. It's gorgeous. This whole big book of, I don't know, illustrated sex or great sex or something. The photos are gorgeous. It covers all kinds of topics. And you can just look at it and say, hey. Okay. So use some of the resources and visual aids that maybe, <laughs> sure. that maybe are out there that are appropriate. I would say so. Okay. My thought is to answer my own question um, mm-hmm. is, well, everything surrounding sex, we were nervous about at some point in our lives. Sure. I mean, think of the very first time you went in for a kiss with whoever That's true. It was. Middle school. Oh, yeah. Middle school, <laughs> high school, 25. I don't know when, when it was. But typically, you know, you're a little bit of a bumbling idiot and- you're 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 just scared and you're anxious and you're nervous and you got all you know you're just kind of wrapped up in a ball, right? But then now, the thought of going in for a kiss, eh, there's no anxiety at all with that. If the kiss lingers for a while, there's some anxiety that may that may creep up or some feelings creep up. But it's it's one of those that that's the way we have entered entered into this whole arena of our life is everything that we do that that makes us uncomfortable doesn't mean we have to shy away from it 
we can we can stay in it and getting more comfortable within it. Yeah, and we like to believe that to the pure, all things are pure. So when we're talking about fantasies, they're uh, fantasies that involve your mate. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, if if all the fantasies are inspired by something that's not pure, then of course you're more likely to maybe come into resistance. But start somewhere and just share. Yeah. So here's sexy tip number three. Then. All right. Uh, and this is one of my favorites, and this is going to be talking a lot to the guys, uh, although I think the, the ladies can do this. But a lot of times the foundation for this one is the idea that the male or the masculine can wake up and energize the feminine just with its presence. And okay. no better way can that be done than through the 10-second kiss. And that is where you approach your wife and you, if you want to, if you already have the relationship where you're a kissers a lot, which, you know, my, my family with my kids, we kiss, hello, we kiss goodbye, you know, especially when we're leaving for the day or good night, you know, so it's, it's fairly common to have hugs and kisses. But for my, so for my wife and I, I don't necessarily need to have any segue into the 10 second kiss. I can just walk <laughs> up to her, wrap my arms around her and kiss her and just don't leave. I don't do a, it won't be a right. quick one. But if you're a little unsure about how to do it, one thing you could do is you can walk up, get to two or three feet from your wife and look her square in the eye and, and with some seriousness, but also a little playfulness in your, in your tone, say, honey, I want to try something. There you go. I'm going to come in and we're going to kiss for 10 seconds. And there's one condition. There's one thing you have to do. You have to pretend to like it. And then, and then you just kind of slide in, wrap your arms around her and kiss her. And while you're kissing her, the idea is you're not trying, this is not a segue into sex. This is not a chance to grab her butt or cop a feel or anything like that. It's not rubbing up and down against her. It's nothing. <laughs> it's no grinding. It's just a kiss. Because what you'll discover is after about five or six seconds, she literally will kind of melt into you. Because the resistance will be kind of down, the, the, the anxiousness or the tightness maybe of the day will, will kind of just, she'll let her guard down and she'll kind of melt into you. And, and it's interesting because every time we've done this in my household with my wife, mm -hmm. it's without fail, around six seconds, she just relaxes in my arms. Yeah, and, but don't you relax too? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't, I mean, you can stop at 10 seconds if you want. You can go a little bit longer. But again, the idea is this is not a segue into now you grab her hand and you take her back to the bedroom and you make wild, passionate love. It's, it's a kiss. And then you go on about whatever it is you were doing because this is setting the stage and waking some things up deep down in her that will be revisited later. Yeah, the idea is to raise your sexual energy throughout the day, throughout the uh, every day. Yeah, and I, although I've, I'm trying to think if I've ever had a 10 second kiss that did not involve grabbing the butt. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of stumped on that. Wait, that you grabbed his butt or he grabbed yours? <laughs> Probably both, but I really love his butt. Okay, well, I'm not. They, the the <laughs> wife can do can react however she wants. <laughs> oh, Okay, I'm glad for this permission here. Yeah, I mean, you go right ahead, Gina. You are in control. <laughs> but it is it is one of those that, because in my, I, I think women have 
a, a little bit of a radar going on of, uh-huh. okay, here he's wanting something. I know where this is leading, you know, and it's just that whole, they're, they're conditioned to eat. Whether the guy is always wanting sex or not, whether the husband is that way, it, it's conditioned to kind of, it's a conditioned response. Right. So any kind of a brush by or a neck rub or all that, it can easily be, well, here we go again. You know, I'm going to have to tell him to stop. And it's, so it's kind of they're in charge of making sure it doesn't progress too far. So the whole idea of this is <laughs> to get a deeper connection that doesn't have any strings to right. lead towards something else. It's just about the connection. And if you can do this, if you, if you make a plan to do this every day, for at least 10 days to two weeks, I'll be willing to bet a ton of money that things would be dramatically different and better in your marriage. Very good. So going along with the 10-second kiss, I would like to propose more eye contact. So a good one. Husbands, your wife wants to be seen. We want to be seen and recognized and acknowledged in in your presence so when we're talking about creating connection that eye contact is a big deal and so I'll, I'll i'll come at it from the guy's perspective i think we uh-huh. want to be seen wives i think there's that i want to be noticed um be wanted and your eyes can say a lot i mean my wife's eyes my wife's my wife's eyes like i've got multiple wives going on <laughs> multiple <there>. wow <laughs> that's too much for any one person to deal with um but my wife's eyes you know, she can melt me with right. some looks and that's huge just to have those little moments of contact. Yeah. How much nicer to, to catch those eyes, the eye contact and realize it leads to a wink and a smile and not what you didn't take out the trash again. <laughs> so, so just to be um, seen to be acknowledged and built up is very reassuring and and enticing absolutely so more eye contact just throughout the day throughout the moments i don't think it's a staring contest that we're talking about that's big in my household with a six-year-old and a four-year-old one two three go you know and we stare at each other and until one of us laughs or blinks or whatever but it's just more find those moments and connect and then move on about your day which then leads to another tip that comes to my mind that I, I term it just follow your own lead. Yes. And the idea is there's so many things that, you know, doing to, being done together just magnifies the, the pleasure and enjoyment of it. You know, going to a movie together, while it's a solitary kind of a thing, because I did that over the weekend by myself. I went to a movie, <laughs> and that's an interesting thing. You know, you're walking into a movie theater by yourself, and it's not like you're going to be talking a lot anyway, but I found myself at times wishing – Man, I want—I got something funny I could share with. I was sitting next yeah. to somebody I enjoyed being with, but it, it's okay. But it's still one of those. If the idea of follow your own lead is, we can word things to where you know it'd be like, "Hey, I want to go get some coffee. Will you come with me?" You know, or "Do you want some coffee?" That kind of that kind of idea where basically you're giving the power of what you want over to whoever it is you're asking. So in the case that I like, well, the example would be, if I was to say to my wife, I want to go get some coffee, will you come with me? That's kind of letting her determine if it's going to happen or not, which can then really dampen if I go do it or not, because it could be okay. real contingent by the way it's worded on if she says yes or no. 
the follow your own lead is the idea of rather it's all about the wording and it's all about going after what I want. And it would be, Hey, I'm going to go get some coffee. You want to join me? That's a different, totally different ball game because it's the idea of I'm going to do this. I'd love it if you would come with me, but if you don't, that's all right. I'm still going to go do what I'm wanting to go do. I know I'm trying processing this one. <laughs> oh, process away. I know. Because I think so. in general, whenever you come to all the different situations in a marriage, someone's got to take the lead in a lot of areas when, it's, when it comes to relationships. Someone, someone by default is the relationship lead. And I think a majority of times, spouses would have no problem going with someone else's lead. You know, it's that idea of you get, oh, you've probably had this happen, Gina. You, you, you have a little date plan that's maybe a little impromptu. And you're getting in the car and it's just one of those, well, now where do you want to go eat? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's nothing necessarily planned. And then it gets into this, oh, I don't know. I don't care. What do you want? And it kind of gets into this, you know, muddled ambiguity <laughs> of, right. of stuff. And then you end up going at whatever it is that you normally default to. But if you have a whole different, if you come at that from a completely different perspective of you get in the car and he says, all right, we're going to wherever. You obviously can speak up and say, I don't want that. You know, I just had that for lunch and breakfast and dinner yesterday. So, and then he can alter his course or, or say, no, this is what we're doing. And then you can decide, but it's the idea of being more present and being more engaged in what you want and inviting someone else to join you. Cause I think most of the time, like my wife loves it when I make take the lead in things. And I think okay, I think that's very cool. I can say what I would appreciate more as a wife since neither of this happens very often. <laughs> okay. Without slamming my husband cuz I totally adore him. It's just that he would think of something. Like cuz the only thing he does is when he's going on it. Hey, I'm going to the gym. You could come. It's like, yay, the gym again. So if if he would just take time to think of something that he knows would be meaningful to me, say, hey, I made plans for us over at uh, Emil's to get some dinner. Uh, does that work for you? That would just make him 20 feet tall in my okay. eyes. So just to take the bull by the horns and act like you want to date me. Okay, so it's, it, that's the idea of still pursue you. It is absolutely about pursuing me. About going after some of what it is that makes you tick and what it is that, that you want. Yeah. Okay. And that can that falls in line with another tip that comes to mind of the idea of have a plan. Right. Have a plan. It's it's perfectly okay to have a plan for how you want things to unfold, but with the mm. caveat of don't be attached to the outcome though. Yeah, absolutely. That <laughs> because, is a big deal. Because I, ha- I have all kinds of different plans, but then when I get attached to the outcome, I end up getting disappointed or frustrated or, you know, confused or, or whatever, just because it doesn't, it rarely works out the way it's planned. But Well, that goes back to anything when we're saying about uh, performing in your peak, uh, whether we're talking about your sport or your most intimate game, and that's the whole thing about enjoying the process so if you have a plan the beauty is in enjoying the plan Mm -hmm. hey we get to be together we're here you know a lot of times we'll when we take family trips maybe we'll get stuck in traffic inevitably and i always 
will say to everybody, but guess what? And everyone knows exactly what I'm thinking. They'll go, we're together. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's so rare for me to have all of us together or to even be um, together that I enjoy it even if it means driving. Yep. But, so but the enjoy idea, the process. The idea of having a plan still falls into someone takes the lead in most every yes. aspect of your relationship, though. I mean, someone is responsible for whatever it is that's going to occur. You know, it could be the how, 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 how clean the house is falls on one shoulders or another more than it does the other. Mm-hmm. The okay. type of sex that's going to happen or if sex is going to happen is going to fall more on one shoulders than it is on the other. That's just the reality of the high desire, low desire concept. So the idea, I think, is have a plan and stick to it because taking the lead for where you want to go, most of the time, and I'll speak as a husband, most of the time my wife is very willing to go down the road that I want to go as long as I've taken her into account and it's not all about me. I mean, it's... If I continually just do whatever it is I want to do and I know she has no joy or pleasure in it, well, of course, she's a grown woman now and she'll, I'm not going to do that. You go have fun by yourself. I'm not coming. But it's still, if I have a plan and and I'm thinking ahead of, I I know she would enjoy this restaurant or I know she would enjoy going to see this concert or I know she would enjoy whatever and I make a plan on it and then even... I have a plan of how I want things to unfold when we get home of we're heading to the bedroom right when we walk in the door, honey, your clothes may still be on by the time we make it back there, you know, and, but it's that taking, taking the lead that most of the time a spouse, a wife is, is willing and ready to kind of follow along with that and then step up and lead things as she chooses and wants. Well, I think that's a pretty fun idea to, Think about all those areas about who is the low desire and who's the high desire in different areas of your marriage and swap roles. If you're the low desire person, step it up. Just just try try something well, new. At, at the very <laughs> least, understand the role you each play. Right. This is something that's interesting that came up with, with a, a friends I was talking to. And we got to talking about their sex life. And I asked them just a straight question. Of, so who initiates? You know, and how does initiation occur? Because if you think about it, how initiate how you initiate when it comes to sex, there's a lot of information that can be taken from that. Hmm. And what we what we discovered is, you know, this is one of those couples where she had the higher desire, and but she didn't want to take the lead. Uh, so she's frustrated what, all the so time. So what she would do. And, and finally understanding this changed some things dramatically for him was she would initiate, but then she wanted to hand over the reins to him to take the lead. Then she would kind of <laughs> get it started and then step out of the driver's seat and let him take over. And once they clearly decided, you know, defined that they realized oh, that's what's unfolding. I mean, the same kind of thing happened in my marriage where I always wanted my wife to initiate more. And to me, initiate meant, Grab my hand, take me back to the bedroom, and have your way, you know, or, or right. whatever. Very, very overt. And then as we started discussing the whole concept of initiating and who does what, I started, I started realizing she is initiating. It's just a lot subtler. You know, it's, it's the little glances. 
It's the walk by and the brush brush by my shoulder. It's the, hey, I'm interested in It's all those little things that's kind of saying, hey, I'm interested. You know, and, it, it, and then it's up to me to run with that. <laughs> See, that's interesting that that worked for you guys, though, when you realize that. Because in our case, you know, all those years that I really didn't have very much sex drive, that would be a problem. Because I would do stuff just because I like Paul. I wasn't thinking about sex. And so later when he's frustrated, he'd be so mad. Right. He said, well, you were coming on to me. I think, when? When you touched my knee? Well, okay, let's go beyond so, some of those. Because I'm thinking of one of the things that I really figured out was in the way my wife would dress. Oh, okay. You know, it, was, it was very obvious that she would put on things that I liked. Good. And then lean over in front of me to pick up something. And, it, and it, you know, it's a pretty, when you think about it, it's kind of, if you're not obvious, you're, it, you could blow right past it. But then when I stopped and realized, like, well, that's a pretty big signal right there of, hey, uh, look at me. You know, no, notice, notice me. You like, you know, kind of a thing. So that, that's a little bit more than, because we're butt patters, man. I mean, we, in my, she and I, when we walk past each other, it's very unlikely that one of us is not getting hit in the rear. Right. So that's not necessarily a signal. I gotcha. <laughs> because that's so. just that's a that's a hello, and I re- and I realized I got to stop that because my son and my daughter do it to both of us too now all the time, and so that's not real appropriate. <laughs> and their classmates, their <laughs> yeah, teacher. We got to watch out with, hey, grandma, clap, you know, we got to watch out for some of that stuff. But but you can. You know, if you have a plan and and you just work towards it, even let your plan be known, that can tip the scale in good ways for you. Excellent. And so um, going along with having a plan, I'm going to speak to the women here, is um, be, be ready for, you know, nurture your your sensuous side and nurture your sexual side because we tend to wear so many hats as women that, you know, the last thing on our mind is sex a lot of times. So it's such a huge shift in mindset. So some actions you can take are doing whatever makes you feel beautiful throughout the day. If it means wearing beautiful lingerie or things that you know make you sexy and and send a text message to your husband about it. Hey, I'm wearing your favorite red thong. I just thought I'd let you know or whatever. You know, let some messages go throughout the day that will turn up your own heat. You realize if you send a text like that, this is what's going to go off in his head. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. And point number two, make sure you send it to the right phone number. (laughs) Very important. (laughs) <laughs> very important and that that's another point to add to it that just the whole idea of sexy texting okay can be a huge thing you know that that that's that's such a private kind of a communication as long as you're sending it to the right person that they can be in a crowded room and read a text and nobody knows i mean hopefully no one's looking over their shoulder or something but you know, it's it's and it's not sexting. It's not the inappropriate pictures or crossing the line or anything like that necessarily. It's this is just the subtle, the leaning towards the erotic, the alluring, the you know even beyond just the little schedule stuff. This is the right. I'm thinking of you. Hey, you remember that time? You know, all those different things that are your little secret of marriage. 
that only you and your spouse know. Texting is a great way. Texting is cool because it triggers both the things that trigger the female brain and the male brain. Because mm-hmm. we're, we're, for whatever reason, we're aroused by words. So, um, and then the men are aroused by the images <laughs> conjured up by the words. <laughs> so, exactly. so, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. I love the cell phone for that. That's, yeah, that's a great, that's a great way to communicate little things throughout the day. Um, you could announce your plan via text. Sure. You could um, set up a scenario via text. You know, you could even after you've done some of these different things we've talked about with these marriage moves, these sexy marriage moves, you could even just send a send a quick text, um, ten seconds kiss right when you walk in the door, honey. Just get prepared, you know, or or just whatever. Just kind of set the stage. Because most of us enjoy looking forward to things. I was just going to say that. Well, it's something to look forward to. Yeah, that, that kind of gets you going. And it helps. It li- it lessens the likelihood of being derailed. It does. And it lessens the likelihood of, well, if you're going to do that, just stick with that plan. Because hopefully it lessens the likelihood of the one coming home into the house and just being dumped on. Because yeah. that's a real sap of sexual energy. Yes, it, can, it sure can be. <laughs> And then the last thing, this is the last thing that comes to my mind, because if you think about it, when it comes to the arena of sex, somebody's got to initiate it. Somebody's got to bring it up. Somebody's got to make the move. Somebody's, you know, something like that to kind of, it doesn't just naturally occur. At least doesn't in my household. (laughs) There has to be something overt to kind of create it. So the idea is don't take rejection personally and just go on about your day. Because you can realize and trust that if I'm doing these other things, if I'm working on connecting on deeper levels, it's not just sexually, but I'm connecting. We're, we're, we're viewing eye to eye. We're having some good conversations. We're upping the touch factor, even the non-sexual touch factor. We're doing the 10-second kiss. We're doing all these different things that will arouse the sexual energy in both of you. It's going to be likely that the sex life will increase that you'll see an uptick in it, but you're still going to be rejected. <laughs> just the reality because timing's not right or other things are going on. And so don't let the rejection ruin your day. Go on about your dis- your business, you know, whatever it is you were going to do. You know, you, you reach out for her hand and take her back to the bedroom. She says, no, I need to finish up this stuff. Okay. Well then head on back and read. And maybe something happens when she comes back or maybe something happens the next day. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because I was going to say as much as possible, practice staying in a state of forgiveness for that same kind of reason. Whether you're talking about being rejected or just disappointed, there's uh, emotions that come up that really do derail you or trigger your anger. So the more you can operate in forgiveness and still believing the best and believing in a positive outcome, the more likely you're going to see the best and experience a positive outcome. Yeah, because there's a difference between, no, I'm not interested. Absolutely. And don't ever do that again, or <laughs> I will cut you off at the knees. I mean, that's exactly. a huge, that, that's, those are two different types of rejections. And it seems like, as a man, it's so easy to go to the ladder when mm-hmm. I get turned down for sex and think it's a, it's a total indictment of me. When in reality, it's just not interested in sex at the moment. Yeah, so keep trying, but stay stay um, sexually heightened or, or stay connecting with each other and enjoy the beauty of, of the moment because it's not just about 
some orgasm or something you're trying to achieve later. It's about the whole doing life together and living a sexy marriage. Exactly. Because it's, it's a, you know, rejections are going to happen in life. Everywhere we go. Everything. <laughs> Welcome to life. Yeah. It's just sorry to burst that bubble. But it, so if it happens, okay. Don't, don't wallow in it. You know, don't be the Mr. Pouty or whatever. Just, okay, go on about your day. Make another try. Up your game. Absolutely. So come see us at sexymarriageradio.com and leave us your sexy tip. We'll look forward to reading them. Absolutely. Have a great day. And before Gina can say it, have a lot more sex. I got that one in before she Oh, I have lots more sex. <laughs> Keep stealing my thunder today, man. See, see you, you next everybody. time. <laughs>